0: Welcome to Wander Mode, a podcast that wanders through topics such as entrepreneurship, traveling, and mamahood. As a teacher turned entrepreneur and a mama to one, I am sharing my tips and tricks to maintain harmony in a multifaceted life. Let's wander. Hello, friends, and welcome to season two of the Wander Mode podcast. We have already reached 20 episodes, and let me tell you, time truly has flown by on this journey. Today, I am thrilled to dive into my top seven travel tips for parents, but before we get into that, let me give you a sneak peek of what is in store for this season. First things first, I am adding a video component to the podcast. Yes, you have heard it right. You can now catch me on YouTube. For those of you who prefer a visual experience or just want to see me chilling in my sweatpants while recording podcasts, these episodes are for you. No fancy makeup, no doing hair over here, no skipping recording just because I have a cold, aka case in point right now. I mean, who has time for that anyways? The second big change that I've made is to the podcast name and artwork. So when you embark on a journey, you learn a lot of things along the way. And it turns out that the term Wander Mode wasn't as straightforward as I thought in searches. So I put on my thinking cap and I created something that reflects a little bit more of who I truly am, a mom and a boss. Thus, the podcast is now called Mom, Boss in Wander Mode, And as for the artwork, it's really all about branding. While my daughter loves unicorns and rainbows and vibrant pinks and purples, those are not really my things. I'm a little more of like this neutral person, so I decided to switch things up a little bit, and now I really feel like the branding that you're seeing mirrors my personality and my style. I am beyond excited to continue to share my journey with you. But I also have an incredible lineup of interviews for you. I will, of course, have some episodes that are featuring just me, but I am so lucky to have inspiring women saying yes to sharing their stories on this podcast. We're going to be talking to a former teacher turned home improvement expert, a mother daughter duo who run a unique candle business here in Minnesota, a professional organizer and lifestyle coach. And even someone that is knowledgeable about menstrual cycles. We are covering it all this season. So, buckle up, dear listeners, because season two of Mom Boss in Wander Mode just kicked off. Now, let's jump into today's topic. This episode is close to my heart because our little family of three has been on the move quite a bit these last few months. So, here are my top seven tips for traveling with a kiddo. First and foremost, let's talk about mindset. This is truly my ultimate tip for traveling with a child. It all boils down to your mood, my friends. Nothing else matters if you approach the trip with thoughts of how difficult it's going to be or dwelling on the what-ifs. There are two approaches that I take to this. First, don't set any mental expectations, good or bad. Instead, I do a lot of mindset work and I remind myself that the situation will unfold as it does. I focus instead on being present and adaptable. That is true whether my little one is happily playing, napping, having a meltdown at the airport, or simply holding my hand and strolling along. I go with the flow. By not setting rigid expectations, I avoid disappointment and unnecessary stress. This approach really allows me to channel that calm and collected energy, which in turn shapes her travel experiences. Remember, your mindset influences your child's perception and experience of travel. If you're stressed and frustrated, that energy transfers to them, making the journey seem less enjoyable. On the other hand, if you approach the trip calmly, It becomes an opportunity for your child to learn and adapt. And always keep in mind travel is temporary. It has a beginning, it has an end. You can overcome challenges and make it to the other side where you will create these beautiful memories together. Dr. Seuss wisely said stop and look around. This life is pretty amazing. So before your trip, take a moment for yourself, go for a walk. Light a soothing candle or find a quiet spot to take deep breaths. Whatever helps you find your center and get into a positive headspace. Do it. Remember, you've got this. Second tip. Traveling with a partner can be a game changer. Still, there is a common trap that so many of us fall into. And this is assuming that our partners will automatically know how to support us during the trip it's easy to wish that they could read our minds or step into roles that they usually don't take on. For instance, in my family, I'm the designated packer. I have my own way of organizing things, I'm real particular about it, and I don't expect my partner to magically know where everything goes in our luggage. It's not that he can't do it, it's just a responsibility that I have taken on. Similarly, my partner handles the trip planning arranging travel, transportation, lodging, and all these other intricate details that make our trip work. I trust his judgment and I follow his lead in those areas. The key here is communication. It is crucial to share responsibilities and expectations openly with your partner. Avoid the passive-aggressive route and be straightforward instead. Do not, and I repeat, do not Let your pride get in the way of asking for help, or don't let your pride cause you to assume that your partner should automatically know what to do. Express your needs clearly and seek support when you need it. If you need your partner to take your little one to the bathroom so you can have a moment to collect yourself, ask. If you need them to set up a travel bed while you focus on soothing an overtired child, ask. And if you need some time away from the constant clinging, communicate that too it is far more essential to ask for help than to risk turning what could be beautiful memories into frustrating experiences. Teamwork and open communication are the keys to successful travel with a child. By being clear about your needs and working together, you're creating this harmonious situation that everybody can enjoy. Number three on our list is packing supplies. Making your packing process smoother can significantly enhance your travel experience. My top recommendation is to organize all of your travel items together at all times. Consider reserving a dedicated suitcase for your little one. Inside this suitcase, you can store essentials like the travel bed and packing cubes filled with the travel camera and a sound machine and medications and so much more. I know that it might cost a little bit extra to have an entire extra set of things just for travel, but let me tell you, it is a game changer. Having a bag ready to go with all of her essentials makes my life so much easier. Picture this. We arrive home late from a trip, and instead of having to dig through her suitcase to find her sound machine and her camera and her unicorn, I already have all of those things as extras in her bag that go with me. And so all I have to do is put her down for bed when we get home. This system eliminates the stress of having to search for vital items. And because they're already pre-packed and ready to go, you're going to be able to fully enjoy these adventures that you're going off and give yourself a break from the mental load that comes with packing for an additional person. Number four on the list is all about packing a carry on with essentials that are specific to the day of travel. Now, I didn't start doing this with my daughter until about a year ago. This was when she became a lot more mobile and it was a lot harder to keep her entertained on flights, and we needed to consistently rotate through things. But what I started running into is that my backpack was not big enough for all of her stuff and all of my stuff. So, When we realized the importance of having all of these extra activities and necessities to keep her occupied on particularly long travel days, what we did is we introduced my new favorite travel companion, and it is a kid-focused carry-on bag that is an absolute game changer. Not only does it function as a bag, but it also doubles as a scooter for her to ride on through the airport. It is spacious enough to fit a travel pillow, a blanket, her favorite unicorn, multiple sets of toys, a change of clothes, pull ups for overnight flight, and more. We recently navigated a 15 hour travel day through multiple airports without a stroller, and it was incredible. She had all of her belongings in her bag, and she happily rode on it throughout the airport. Now, the caveat being that this bag is a bit pricey, but Here's my secret. I sell all of the items that she outgrows. Whether on Facebook Marketplace or at secondhand stores in our area, I get about half of what I paid for originally from these items. And by doing this, I'm finding that it is easier to justify the cost of these purchases. It is an investment in making our travel experiences smoother and more enjoyable. Number five on the list navigating potty training situations while traveling. Oh boy. Now, if your little one is still in diapers, this might be a little less relevant. Still, for those of us amid potty training, you know the unique challenges that it can bring, especially when you are on the go. It is fantastic not to have to deal with poopy diapers anymore on airplanes, but a whole new world of toilet-related struggles emerges when traveling with a toddler, not in diapers. Who would have thought that there were so many varieties of toilets out there? Short toilets, tall toilets, toilets with wide seats, toilets with automatic flush, toilets in stalls that are too small for you to help your child, and let's remember toilets in spaces with loud hand dryers. These differences in just toilets alone can add so much stress to your little one on top of all the changes that come with traveling. And that is where my two go-to products come in handy. The first one is the Oxitot Travel Toilet. And you can find super affordable bags that fit over the rim of this toilet on Amazon. It has been a lifesaver. I've used it as a topper on toilets in order to adjust the seat top to her size body, and I've even put it on the floor of a public restroom because, again, those bags have absorbable pads when she refused to use the toilet that was available to her. It is a stress reliever because I know that regardless of where we go, we have a suitable option for her. It could be outdoors, on a hike, or it could be in an airplane stall. You just tie the bag off, you toss it, and it isn't any different than disposing a diaper. It is so compact that it fits in my backpack and now goes everywhere with us. The second travel product for toilets is by Jewel Baby. And this is a compact toilet seat adapter that folds up. And so you can suction cup it to the top of a toilet. It is perfect for like your hotel rooms or your house rentals. And it provides her with that independence that she's used to having at home. And that allows her to use the toilet confidently without fearing that she's going to fall in. We use that seat at home and then I simply just pop it off of our toilets here and I pack it for our trips in order to have access to it when we're gone. Both of these products have become essential for us and they receive a ton of use both when we are at home and when we are on trips. For those of you that are still using diapers, here are a couple tips. If you check your car seat, pack your diapers inside the car seat bag. Airlines usually don't notice the light weight of diapers, and they also help provide a little bit of extra protection for your car seat inside of your car seat bag. If you don't check your car seat, then I would suggest packing only half of the amount of diapers that you need for a trip and then purchasing like a generic brand when you arrive because you're likely to go to the store for other supplies or needs anyways. That approach can save you a ton of space in bags and can help you avoid those bag fees, especially if you're not part of like a loyalty program with an airline. Number six on the list is planning activities. So traveling with a little one is a different ballgame than traveling with friends or a partner. Ben and I used to go on trips and we would hike for miles and miles. Hiking is absolutely one of my most favorite things to do. However, our little one is becoming a lot more independent and she actually now prefers walking instead of being in a carrier. And so we have had to adjust our plans accordingly. We have basically cut our hiking plans in half, if not down to a quarter. And the key here is really flexibility. This allows her to stop. Examine rocks, take a break for a snack, and we're prepared now for that. And then we're not caught off guard or feeling like we need to rush her or drag her through a situation to be able to make a train or something like that because we've prepared for the fact that everything we do is just going to take more time. It is not about accomplishing a distance, it's about enjoying the journey along the way. So along with this, to accommodate her newfound interest in walking, we've had to make some changes with how we give her a carry option. So we used to rely on our Osprey Poco Plus carrier for hiking. It served us well on so many trips. She napped in it and it was comfortable for both of us to wear it. However, now that she's more inclined to walk, It's incredibly bulky and difficult to pack on longer trips because it basically takes up an entire suitcase by itself. So, what we've done is we've switched to a toddler version of a baby carrier. It's lightweight, it's compact, and it fits easily into our suitcase. When she needs a break, up she goes. I can put her in there myself, and I can get in and out of different types of transportation. So, for example, when we were on a recent European vacation, We were going in and out of gondolas and on and off trains, and I didn't have to remove it because it's flat enough and it's light enough for me to just stay in it and then use it when we're out and about. When you're planning your activities, you need to be mindful of where your little one is at. What stage dictates their current needs? What stage are they in that is dictating their current interests? Stay flexible and adapt your plans and embrace the opportunity to explore and discover together. This is going to make your little one enjoy traveling because to your little one, that is now time to connect with you and you're not stressed about accomplishing a lot of things on your trip. You're just enjoying the process together. With the right gear and an open mindset, you can create these memorable adventures just like I have with my little one. And I have seen such a peak in her curiosity and her interest around travel because we've slowed things down. And I'm not going to lie, slowing down has actually also allowed me to enjoy moments that I think I would have otherwise missed. This final tip is actually a little less about traveling with a little one. And it's more about taking personal trips and having like getaways that are are designated just for you and your partner. And I really believe that this is incredibly important. It might be a little challenging financially or logistically, but it doesn't have to be extravagant. Even a local hotel for the weekend or a camping trip or borrowing a friend's trailer or ice house can provide a refreshing change of scenery. And if your circumstances allow, don't hesitate to book that exotic trip that you've been dreaming about. We have been really fortunate to be able to utilize the support of grandparents and aunts and uncles who love our little one dearly. And I have to say that this not only strengthens her bond with them, but it also allows us to recharge, catching up on sleep, reconnecting with each other, focusing on personal growth. Like, for example, as someone who is passionate about photography and videography, these moments on trips, either on my own or with my partner, allow me to fully indulge in my creative pursuits. And sometimes when I'm in mom mode, those interests take a back seat. And so during solo trips, I relish the time to explore, I capture these beautiful moments, and I let my creativity flow. Some of our best family ideas actually have emerged from these moments of personal reflection and planning. And while traveling together as a family is lovely, Nurturing your relationship as a couple or with yourself is equally vital. By doing so, not only do you strengthen your bond, but you are also setting a positive example for your little one about the importance of self-care, individual passions, and maintaining healthy relationships. My hope is that these tips are going to help you on that next trip that you take together as a family Be sure to drop me a line and let me know if there were any particular tips and tricks that helped you. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Mom Boss in Wander Mode. Next week, I'm going to be sharing what I have been thankful for this year as we are entering this season of Thanksgiving. If you wandered to this point in the episode, thank you for listening to the Wander Mode Podcast. Please leave a review and subscribe. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Wander Mode Co. Reach me by email at julie at wandermode.co. Until next time, wander on.